What's going on guys, just another critic here. Welcome back to the channel. As always, we go over my biggest takeaways from the previous week in college football. This week being week 9, a great slate of games, some matchups that we thought would be a lot closer, uh, and other matchups that we thought would be closer ended up being blowouts, or blowouts that ended up being close. So, crazy week. Uh, as always, college football is just crazy on a week-to-week -week basis, but that's why we love it. And some big-time upsets, right? Uh, out of my upset alert picks, three out of four uh, hit, and... Um, the only one that didn't hit was the Penn State at Michigan State. That's understandable. Michigan State really just hasn't been able to find any um, production offensively, so it happens. Uh, my other upset alert picks were Washington State at Oregon. 30, I believe the final score was 37 to 35. Oregon pulled out the win on a last-second field goal. And then, of course, I had OU at K-State. K-State, man, they honestly were running away with that game, uh, gave up some late touchdowns, and and at the end of the day, they got the win, I believe it was 48-41, and then Notre Dame at Michigan, I had, uh, like I said, man, Notre Dame is just, they, they are who we thought they were, they are who we thought they were, uh, Michigan just had a great game, and Michigan, Michigan right now, they're on the rise, they've gotten better on a week-to-week -week basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, they've only gotten better um, since that Wisconsin loss. And they're, it seems like they're um, not regressing, but they're kind of going back to their previous ways of, of playing, their previous style of playing football, right? Physical up front, uh, they're just dominating at the line of scrimmage against Notre Dame and pretty much could do what they want, right? Because if, if you establish the run and have that much, dom that much dominance, on the ground, essentially, you're opening up the pass game um, because they're going to have to commit more more uh, defensive players into the box. And so, yeah, Michigan just had a phenomenal performance and absolutely dominated Notre Dame, who was a top 10 team. Um, with that being said, moving along, LSU popped into the number one spot in the AP poll. Um, but really, all that matters is if you're in the top four, right, in the college football playoff committee's eyes, essentially that's all you're, you're looking to do. Play yourself into the top four. Um, LSU had a big-time game against Auburn. While I do think LSU left a lot of points on the field, um, Auburn played a phenomenal game, right? They, they played very well on the defensive side of the ball when it mattered most. They were giving up a lot of chunk plays in between the 20s. Um, but like I said, Auburn held it down in the red zone when it mattered most uh, with the with the goal line stop on fourth in, you know, a yard, as well as the interception uh, in the red zone from Joe Burrow. So while I, I didn't get the the performance that I thought we would see from LSU, right, my final score was 47 to 17. That was my prediction. And I do think it could have it really in reality, it could have hit if they finished in the red zone. Um but yeah, like I said, Auburn came out firing and essentially it was just, you know, Bo Nix and he had his moments here and there. He has his moments throughout these types of games, but it's just not consistent enough right now to put them in the type of position as far as competing for a playoff spot. Uh, not just yet anyway. And so moving along, uh, we saw Alabama versus Arkansas. I know Mac Jones had a nice game. Uh, he looked good. He looked comfortable. Uh, more impressively, I'm kind of 
we're, we're kind of seeing Alabama progress and grow as a team, right? Because at the, at the beginning of the season, it was just solely on the shoulders of Tua. And I understand that this is against Arkansas, right? One of the worst teams in the country. But at the same time, we were seeing teams like Southern Miss uh, and as well as New Mexico State, you know, find some success offensively while the score may have ended up being a blowout. Um, you know, the defense was still a liability versus some of these, you know, weaker opponents. And then A&M went off against Alabama a few weeks ago. And so it just looks like they're getting more production from their def- their defense, their secondary um, up front at the line of scrimmage. They're getting more pressure to the quarterback. And on offense, it looks like their running game is starting to come together. And so, like I said, I understand it's Arkansas, but at the same time, they weren't doing this earlier in the season versus uh, teams like Arkansas. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, we'll see if Tua returns for the LSU game. It's still, you know, questionable at the moment. I'm sure he will, but um, yeah, you just never know. Moving along, Ohio State, man. Ohio State had a dominant performance against the Badgers. Uh, really, Wisconsin held it down for the first half and kept it close. Essentially, what happened, man? Ohio State just really just wore them down because Wisconsin offensively, they I didn't expect them to find a lot of success offensively on consistent possessions. And so when you're going three and out so fast, you're putting your defense on the field for way too many plays, right? And that that's going to wear on them in the second half. And I think that's what happened. Not only did they wear them down, but just the discrepancy in athletes, right? And in speed of play, in team speed, as some people might say. Um, Ohio State's just got a lot of speed, a lot of athletes, and they're they're tough to defend in open space, um, especially in man-to-man coverage. Is, is, and that's where a lot of the time Wisconsin got beat in one, one-on-one man-to-man coverage type situations. Um, yeah, Ohio State, they look really good right now, um, but I, I don't think they're invincible. I know a lot of people are are calling them the best team in the country, and I think so right now too. I think it's fair to call them that right now, but I th- I still think they there's still opportunities for other teams like Alabama or like LSU who can match up uh, from an athlete's perspective, right? Um, as far as recruits go, and they can find success against this type of defense. The biggest factor for Ohio State right now defensively is Chase Young. That dude's just a beast. Um, like even if you double him, it's not guaranteed that you're going to stop him. Um, I'm not sure you can stop him. It's just a matter of just slowing him down and trying your best to wear him down by bringing in a running back or a tight end to chip him every single play and just irritate him. Um, but other than that, it's, it's going to be a long day, uh, for any quarterback or any opponent, right? Playing against Chase Young, um, He's just an animal. Not only does he have the size and athleticism, but he has the technique to go with it. And that's the scary part. Um, Clemson went ahead and blew out another ACC team in Boston College. Penn State, we talked about that. Got a good victory over Michigan State. Uh, Oregon, right? Sitting at number seven in the country right now. While I do think they're a good team, I don't, I don't think this, this Oregon team is a top 10 team just because of their defense, right? Uh Two weeks in a row, giving up 30-plus points. And I don't think that's going to change next week when they take on USC. 
I'll, I'll get more into that matchup as I get into my predictions for the week. But if you think about it, Graham Harrell, right? Offensive mind, air raid, and guess who? Guess who his coach was? Mike Leach, Texas Tech. So essentially, the Oregon will be facing a very similar system to what they saw against Washington State. And they gave up 35 points to that Washington State offense. Washington State's a phenomenal offense uh, with a great system. I talked about that in my upset alert picks um, when I put Oregon on upset alert versus Washington State. And so USC has gotten better and better and better as the season's gone along. Offensively, they're going to have some mismatches with Oregon um, from a cornerback, you know, man-to-man perspective. And they've been getting some good production in the run game as well. Defensively, can they defend Oregon? I think so. And they've been, get, they've been finding some success in the pass rush as well from some of their younger players. This is a defensive unit that I really like in USC, but I've already said too much on this matchup. Uh, let's, keep, let's keep it moving. But like I said, I'll talk about the Oregon versus USC matchup later in the week. Um, Georgia had a bye. Utah took on Cal. Utah. They, they didn't look like a top 10 team to me early on in the season, but now they're sitting at nine in the AP poll, and I think they're getting close to that. Um, I do think they're getting close to really being a potential college football playoff team because they're one of the most complete teams in the Pac-12. They've got Tyler Huntley at quarterback, Zach Moss at running back, and if Zach Moss goes out, They've got some dudes in their stable of running backs that run just as well as him. They've got enough athletic um, prowess, I guess, or they've got the athletes at the skilled positions on the outside to make some plays at wide receiver. And then on defense, they're dominant at the line of scrimmage. I still think there's some areas of exposure in the secondary, but other than that, this Utah team has grown a lot since we saw them up against USC. And so I think, I think they've got uh, a, really, a really bright, I guess bright isn't the right word. They have a good chance at winning the Pac-12 and potentially putting themselves in that playoff conversation if they can win out. Um, obviously, they're going to have to beat Washington and Oregon and pretty much the better teams in the Pac-12. And if if there's a few other one loss teams out there in the bigger uh in the conferences of the SEC or the Big 10 um then they they're going to they're going to give themselves a chance um but they got Washington next week like i said i'll be touching on that matchup as well um but moving moving along talked about it Oklahoma lost to K State it's not something that surprised me not more that i can say that i haven't already said i still think Oklahoma is a juggernaut offensively but K-State, like your Oklahoma, if they do, in fact, get to the playoff, they're going to see better teams than K-State. We already know that. And Oklahoma still has to play Oklahoma State, who's a juggernaut offensively themselves with playmakers all over that, all over the offensive side of the ball. And so that could essentially be another shootout. And so coming into the preseason, I thought this Oklahoma team would be at least a two-loss team with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Um, And we'll see. That prediction may hold true. Jalen Hurts went off. I think he had four rushing touchdowns or so. And But from a quarterback perspective, 
we're seeing some of his flaws in some of these closer fought games like the Texas game and like this K-State game. And so it's something we'll continue to monitor, but Oklahoma, juggernaut offensively, defensively, they have been better. So we're going to find out in their next matchup if it was just one of those games, right? One of those college football games that we just don't see coming. And we'll see if, if that defense was just, you know, pretending to be what we thought they were, but they aren't. So we'll find out. It's just something that we're going to continue to learn more and more about that defense as they continue to play more opponents. But because we're coming down, you know, basically the last stretch of college football, right? We're we're about in the the last quarter of the season. And so really right now is not the best time to lose. Obviously, at the eighth game, because they got about four more games left, it's right in the area where it might be an all right time to lose. But it's never a good time to lose in college football. Um, because one loss is all it takes to remove you from that conversation. Uh, Auburn talked about them. Uh, Minnesota put on a beating versus Maryland, and then they have a bye. They'll see Penn State uh, two weeks from now, and so that's really the game where we're going to see what this Minnesota team really is about. Uh, Michigan moved up to the 14th spot in the AP poll, beat up on Notre Dame. Like I said, I believe this team is only getting better and better as the season's gone along. Um, and I think they, they, they have the athletes, right? They have the athletes to compete with almost anyone in the country because of, excuse me, because of the recruits that they, uh, John Harbaugh has been able to recruit. And so they can compete with anybody from an athletic perspective. It's just been putting the pieces together. Um, and I think that's what we're, we're, we're finally starting to see. And so they're going to get Maryland next week, which shouldn't be an issue for them. But we've seen Michigan do some things that they shouldn't have done um, and, and put themselves in situations that we shouldn't typically see them in. Um, at 15, SMU moved up a spot after a close win versus Houston. I think they are a very explosive team. Lots of weapons on offense, and it's just defensively, they just haven't played well consistently. Um, Notre Dame got absolutely blown out of the uh, top 10. They moved eight spots back to the 16th spot. Uh, They'll take on Virginia Tech next week. Essentially, their college football playoff hopes are over. Um, And so, yeah, Notre Dame, it's... It's just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what people expected from them. It's just kind of what Notre Dame does. Um, Wisconsin out to 18th in the AP poll. They dropped five spots after that big-time loss to Ohio State. Um, pretty much already touched on that. Appalachian State sitting at 20. So there's a handful of group of five teams right now in the top 25 with San Diego State at 25, Memphis 24. Boise State 21 and Appalachian State sitting at 20. Um, I think the most complete team right now as far as the group of five teams go is probably Appalachian State Um, because not only have they found consistent success offensively, but they've played really well on the defensive side of the ball as well. And so we're going to continue to see because 
like I said, we're going down the last stretch of college football. We're going to see uh, these teams basically get filtered out, essentially. And so SMU's got Memphis next week, a top 25 matchup, 15 versus 24. And that'll probably be a shootout. But yeah, we'll see. Other than that, I think I've pretty much covered everything that I wanted to talk about in this week of college football. Um, But yeah, with all that being said, guys, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for following the channel. If you're on YouTube, if you enjoy the content, like and subscribe. Uh, If not, no worries. But yeah, all that being said, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a seesaw. Some say it's a bitch, man.